So I think that there should always be some sort of self-care or um, just kindness to yourself in every single day. But on top of that, everything that we do, everything that we're creating, everything that we're acting on should have some form of joy in it. Like it should be something that you love to do, that you yeah. want to because you know that it will put a smile on someone's face or support someone in some way. Or even if it is just to put a smile on your own face, but everything that we do and produce and create should have a little bit of joy in it, should have a little bit of love in it. Um, and I think that's how we support ourselves as well. If we're doing things that we don't love to do, all the time we're never going to enjoy what we do in our lives and we're going to create more of a negative mindset and continue yeah. and build up a negative mindset whereas if we create and do things that we love we'll create more of a positive outcome in this world so i think two things there should always be a form of self-love in every day even if it's just to sit down for five minutes with a cup of tea just give yourself that five minutes because you'll reward yourself so much more and produce so much more after you've given a little bit of love to yourself than you would if you're just rushing through your day yeah and you make sure you do something that you love i think that's key to life are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them from the larger than life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen, the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. From the doctor saving lives at your local hospital, to the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom, to the police officers and the firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur, the creator, the producer, the ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews and I am live on the line today with Aroy, uh, Arisha Boyaranji. Is that, did I say that correctly? Yes, you did. <laughs> awesome. So I'm so glad to have you here, Arisha. You said you were coming in from, uh, from just outside of London. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. An area called Berkshire. Awesome. That's really cool. I can't wait to go visit London. The most I've, or actually the whole UK, I want to see all of it. The most I've gotten to see is that we flew over it once when I was going to a, a trip to Russia. And I was like, hey, <laughs> there's the UK. We got to see, I think we flew over like the northern part of the country. You can see all the cliffs when we flew over, um, which is super cool. But I would like to actually go and visit London at some point. You're always welcome. <laughs> You're always welcome. <laughs> well, not right now because everything's under lockdown. But whenever the world decides to get a little less crazy, maybe we'll get to go visit. <laughs> I'm praying for that day very, very soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so for those of you in the audience who've been following along where we are um, in our travels, we have still been, uh, we've been stopped where we are in South Carolina at the moment in our travels, and we will be continuing on with our travels probably um, sometime later this year. Hopefully the uh, our lockdowns here in the U.S. open up a little bit and it gets a little less crazy with some of the uh, political stuff that's been going on here. Um, so we'll get back to traveling soon. What I want to do real quick, Arisha, is go through uh, just a brief bio for our audience who may not know who you are, and then we can start talking about what you're known for. So Arisha um, says here in her bio, I support women re reorganize their lives. Um, oh, 
and I'm moving this thing in the wrong direction, by first strengthening their inner confidence and finding their voice so they can go for what they truly want and start living a more fulfilled life. Um, so, and it says you're a quarter life crisis coach, which is an interesting title. So I'm curious, what is it that you are known for, right? What's your business like? Who do you serve and what is it that you do for them? So I support women who feel like they have that missing piece still. I feel, um, you know, you can go to school, college, university and find a job, the job and still feel like you don't really fit into your own life and that you still have so many wants and things that you want to do, but you have no idea where to begin and nothing really fits correctly. Um, and I support women in finding their truest purpose, really like rediscovering what they want and building their mindset and strengths towards actually going for what they want instead of doing what everybody else is, is doing in life. Awesome. So, so you're helping women who are like just out of college, maybe just before um, becoming a mom or getting into their careers and some of those things and sort of make that transition to where they want to go. Yes. So I support roughly 25 to 45. I'd say those are the people that um, associate themselves with my brand. Um, and those are the people that reach out and have a chat. So, so I know that's, so that's what you do. Then my next question is, how do you go about doing that? Are you doing like group coaching or individual coaching? Or do you books, podcasts, sort of what are, what are the, the methods that you actually use to, to work with your audience? Yeah, so it is through one-to-one coaching. I think that's kind of where all of the magic happens but also um a lot of my clients it's it's the comfort thing when you when you've got full attention and you can go a little deeper a lot faster when it's one-on-one nice and so just because it's it's pertinent for today's world how has that transition in in one-on-one coaching been affected by all the lockdowns and having to move business more virtual has it has it improved your business or made it more difficult I think it's improved because I'm already online. My business is on Zoom most of the time or through social media, like one-on-ones. I think it's improved because people have gotten more used to using Zoom and Teams and, and messaging people and DMing people via social media. So I think it's gotten a lot easier in that sense. Um, which sounds strange to say that, you know, especially when so many businesses had to shut shop. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think it really helped my business, actually. Uh, the metaphor I've been using for people is if you look at the, the when, when you have something like a global pandemic that squeezes the economy, it's like one of those stress balls where some parts of the economy will be depressed. But, you know, if you yeah. squeeze the ball, but then other parts of it will bulge out, right? Because they're... Yeah they're it's they're they're going to get easier or something like that like if you were in the plastic bottle manufacturing right now (laughs) for uh for hand sanitizer your business is doing fine (laughs) um but yeah so there's there's a lot of places that are anything that's working in the online space zoom you know that those types of businesses are all doing really well so i'm glad to hear your business has been uh been you know doing well in the uh in the whole change over here but what I sort of want to find out from you is how you got into doing this, right? We talk on the show about your origin story, right? Every good comic book hero has their origin story. Um, and it's the thing that made you into the hero you are today. Um, you know, were you bit by a radioactive spider that made you want to help women? Um, or did you um, start in a career and eventually want to become an entrepreneur? Um, and basically, I want to know where you came from and how you got, got to where you are now. 
Um, I think I have two answers. So I think that being an entrepreneur is something that you're you're born with, whether you realise it or not. I think it's an uh, like an arm that you utilise when you're ready and when you're open and willing to do so. But for me, I started my journey in the corporate world. I used to work for a HR company who supported people who'd made, been made redundant through coaching um, into their next um, stage job. And I fell in love with coaching that way. And I, I got a psychology background anyway, and I'm, I love working with people. Um, so that's when my coaching, I, as it were, opened up. And then I realized that I wanted to do things my way because <laughs> I'm kind of stubborn like that. And I decided to go it alone and um, try and see if I could make my my own stamp on this coaching world and do it my way. And um, yeah, that was it. I think the coaching world has so many different types of coaches in it and which is great and can be a good and negative at the same time but I really did think that this was the only way that I could do it my way was to start out on my own and not work for somebody else and do it somebody else's way yeah that makes a lot of sense I know uh um, when I I I discovered when I was like 16 or 17 at one of my first jobs that I I made a terrible employee um (laughs) (laughs) and and I'm you know it's just not a thing I'm good at right I don't do well with other people telling me how to do the things that I want to do um, and so, you know, I had the entrepreneur bug, bug young, um, but yeah, the, it's, it's definitely a, a, a cool realization to realize that you can actually build your business the way that you want and help the people in the way that you want to do it. Um, and I think one of the more interesting aspects is like you actually started out in the corporate world and made that transition into becoming an entrepreneur. Um, and I know that's, that's a tough transition for entrepreneurs to make sometimes because, you know, when you're in the employee world, you have someone else who's bringing you clients, so to speak, and bringing you work and telling you what to do next. And you have, you have, uh, you know, the marketing is done for you and, you know, the books are done for you and all those stuff. And when you become an entrepreneur, you have to take on all those roles yourself. So how, how was that transition for you? Tough. (laughs) It was really tough. Um, I think I really, I, I learned really early on that I needed support. And because I came from the corporate world and then went out on my own, I knew that it takes a team, like it takes a crew to work a business all day, every day. And when you're starting out as an entrepreneur, you have no idea where to go. And I think because I'd already knew and understood that I needed support, hiring my first business coach wasn't really a decision it was just who am I going to hire as opposed to do I hire somebody and then the next um realization was that I need somebody to do the things that I'm not really good at because when you work in the corporate world there's teams of people in tech and finance and HR so you you've got people to immediately go to and I realized that my circle is quite small so I needed to network and connect and build my world as it were with people that I could go to for support and go to for guidance and advice and I think that's the difference um when you're starting out you can feel like you're really alone and you're an island but building your support system with the people that are able to support you would be my number one tip and my number one yeah yeah to start with because it is in the beginning I know there's a, um, it's, it, it's so commonly said, it's almost cliche, but that your, your network is your net worth. 
Um, you realize as an entrepreneur how important that is to have, um, whether they are um, peers or people that you've hired or people that are in your network groups um, or masterminds that you can bring stuff to and get questions answered and, you know, get direction or, you know, hire someone for services that you're like, I just can't do that because it drives me batty or because I don't literally don't know how to do it. Um, it's such an important aspect of learning how to be an entrepreneur. So. 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. So when it, um, when you've gotten into this, um, right, the, uh, one of the things that we talk about all the time on this show is your superpowers, right? Mm -hmm. That that's what allows you to do what you, what you do for your clients. And every iconic hero has a superpower, whether that's a fancy flying suit made by genius intellect or the ability to call down thunder from the sky or, you know, super strength or whatever. Um, heroes have what I call a zone of genius, which is either a skill or a set of skills that you were born with or you developed over your career um, that really set you apart, that allow you to help your people slay their villains in their life and actually come out on top in their journeys. Um, and I always like to say that your superpower is really it's that one skill that ties everything else together that you do. It's the one that you can sort of see that, that, uh, that hint of that superpower in everything that you do. So with that sort of framing, what do you think your superpower is in your business? I would have to say my superpower is my ability to listen and not listen to react, but listen to, to understand, comprehend, and then go on to support. And um, I think that is that in itself, a lot of coaches should have and don't. And I think it is a real skill that you do have to work on and have the ability to, to expand and to develop and be better at. But I think that there is a natural aspect and I am a naturally good listener. I hear what people say. I hear what people don't say. I hear what people need. Um, and it support it. My special power is definitely supported with my like intuitive skill as well. And that is something that you are born with, I believe, because being intuitive does not come to everybody very easily. Yeah. So I think it's, it's those two mixed that make me a really good coach. Yeah, yeah. And I think you said something really, really powerful that you said quickly, I want to make sure that, that people heard it, is that you you listen and you comprehend, right? And you actually like, which which I think goes to the intuition that you're actually paying attention to the words that they're saying, and you're not reacting. Um, and one of the things that I've talked about a lot is that the way that mastery works um, is that, you know, they say between stimulus, you know, you hear someone saying something and your response, which is the reaction, there's there's choice, there's stuff that happens. Um, and mastery is when the choices between stimulus and response have gotten so fast and so quick that you can be get really good at it, right? So, you know, high-level martial artists, Olympians in their sport fields, they're masters because the stimulus comes in and they respond immediately. It's second nature. And I think when it comes to coaching, one of the things that's really, really valuable is to learn how to teach people um, how to separate the yeah. stimulus from the response so they can see the decisions that they're making and what what, what's going on in between stimulus and response. And that's where you can come in and be like, hey, I've listened and I've heard and I've seen these things. And you can see things that they can't see, right? You can see the decisions they're making. Um, and that's where the whole comprehending and stuff comes in and the intuition. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And I also think just to add to that, um, which is super, super valuable, but it, it's something that that part you can learn. You can learn to take a breath before you react. You can take a moment to think about how you're going to react. And that's so important for a lot of people. They don't realize that they, they're not always needed to be on instantly. They, they yeah. have the ability and the choice, like you said, 
to react. Yeah. And one of the things that I found really fascinating about that is the, uh, there's actually some science to back up um, the, the whole, the idea between stimulus and response um, is the amount of speed that your brain is capable of, which is super fascinating, right? We, we talk at about 100, 150 words a minute, um, but your brain processes language at about 3000 words per minute. Um, which is, you know, significantly faster. Um, so, so your, your ability to take a breath, um, and actually you can, you can fit a lot of thought and a lot of, 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 uh, cognition in between the response in a very short period of time. Um, but it still has to be something that you're cognizant of. You have to think about it. You have to actually take that, take that brief moment to, uh, <laughs> to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. It's a muscle that is, without utilization you just ignore right um so yeah in the beginning you absolutely have to think about what you're about to say and then it can become second nature and it can become a yeah, a yeah. Use. and when it becomes second nature that's when you become a master of of whatever it is that you're doing um and so that's my uh that's my my little thing for people is like this you know if you want to master something you have to learn how to learn how to separate those, learn how to make all the decisions, um, like what all the, the stuff are. And then you can, you can close that back up again and start making it faster and faster. But now you're in control of what decisions are happening and you can change what your second nature re reactions are. Yes. So how you, it's how you become a master. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so that's, it's, that's definitely a, a, an interesting superpower to have is to sort of have that sort of intuition naturally. Um, and what I think is, is fascinating is a lot of people think that, um, that that kind of skill set that you have naturally is something that they can't achieve. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, and I think you probably agree that if you practice that, you can learn to have intuition. You can learn to listen and learn to see the decisions that are being made um, in your life. Yeah, I do believe that people can become better than they are. Um, I think that the, the key to that is awareness. And it takes a lot for you to be aware of your special skills, your special talents, when in a, sometimes in a world it's not really respected it's not really noted and it's not really understood very well like if I went on the streets and told people yeah my superpower is listening they'll be like everyone can listen <laughs> do you know what I mean and it's about yeah. really understanding how powerful your tool can be for yourself and others as well that you're trying to help yeah and I then I think that the sort of the next step to being aware of like what it is that you have your superpowers in is then learning how you can take that superpower and how to apply it as a value in other people's lives because that's where your ability to support yourself and build your own um, your own place in the world comes is learning how to like hey what is it that I have what is my skills and my perspective and my life experience they brought me here and how can I then take that and be a value to someone else yeah exactly I think, I think that's that's how we build great communities, right? Like that's how we create create a nice world, nicer world for everybody around us. And then that builds onto itself and grows and grows and grows. Yeah, yeah. That's my, uh, that's the whole reason this show exists, right? Is because, you know, I, I still believe that entrepreneurs are, they are the, they're the heartbeat of our world, right? They, uh, you know, we exist to bring value to other people. Um, and, you know, the more we can help help people find what their value is and teach them how to bring it to the world, the better our world gets. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's those people that, that create the little things that we need as well. And I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to talk about the flip side then of your superpower, right? So 
every uh, every Superman has his kryptonite, right? And every Wonder Woman has their her bracelets of victory she can't remove without going mad. You probably have a flaw in your life that's held your business back, something you've struggled with. For me, it was a couple of things, things like perfectionism, which meant that I kept me from shipping products and services. Um, I still struggle with that a little bit, but it's you know something I work on regularly. Um, you know, another one was uh, self-care, where uh, I let my clients walk all over me because I didn't have good boundaries and didn't really know how to set those boundaries in my business early in my career. But I think more important than what the flaw is, is how have you worked to rectify it? So our listeners might learn a little bit from your experience. Um, so <laughs> this is a very recent one for me. Um, I recently learned that I have, my patience is shortened and shortened and shortened the longer my entrepreneurial journey has been going. And I think the reason why is because as you go, you learn, and as you learn, you get better. So you have that that more of an expectation of yourself to do things quicker and to do things better. And giving yourself patience isn't something that you allow yourself time for, right? Because if you have an idea, you want it out there in the world acting immediately. Um, and that's how I constantly think. Like, I'm, I'm quite a creative person, so I've got ideas just floating around in my head that I want to create for my clients and, and the world. Um, so really holding myself accountable to being aware of what I'm doing to myself and the self-sabotage that I'm doing. And being super aware of understand and as you mentioned self-care has to come number one if I'm doing more harm to myself than I am good and being impatient with myself just leaves me more stressed out more frustrated um and just in a really negative mindset that's not going to help anybody at least of all me so that self-care piece has to be there to make sure that I am giving myself the space and the time that I need to develop new ideas and to do the even the everyday mundane things as well. So yeah, that's definitely my uh, my kryptonite, as it were. It's it's an interesting thing too, right? Because we all we all struggle with that. Um, with like, mm-hmm. hey, I've got I've got stuff I want to have done that I want to have done like six months ago. But it's sometimes you don't realize that like when you set out something like I've got this great idea and I want to get it done, but there's a lot of effort into having it be done, right? Every you yeah. know, like I'm, I'm currently working on uh, on a course. Um, and I've got to write every lesson for it and get all the stuff recorded and then get the stuff recorded to my video editors and get the pieces put together and write the copy for the website and all these things. And I'm like, but it's just a course that should only, it's only going to be like four hours long, but it's going to, you know, it's going to take me half a year to finish. Um, and, you know, being frustrated by that whole process doesn't actually help get it done. No, <laughs> no. And I think uh, one of my favorite cliche sayings is everything happens for a reason. There is a time, there is a place for absolutely everything. And just reminding myself of that and believing it completely is what sets you free from impatience and all of those other things. And it's just about giving myself that time to remember the good things as well. I think uh, for me, it's always been realizing that I, I don't need to finish the whole project um, today, what I need to do is I need to finish the next step today, right? And be clear about what that is. Um, and realizing that, you know, it, it's one of those things that they snowball, they build on themselves. If you can, if you can push your project forward or push whatever your ideas are forward just a little bit every day, um, eventually they'll get done. Um, yeah. and that's, that's been a, uh, um, a help for me with getting over that being impatient with myself bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is a great tool to have as well. And a great understanding as well. Yeah. So 
I'm just curious on the self-care aspect when it gets into like actually taking care of yourself and making sure that you are, you know, healthy and fit and well-rested. One of the things I talk about all the time on this show is giving yourself permission to play. Um, and what I mean by that is a lot of times we as entrepreneurs tend to think that rest and recreation are something that we are reward ourselves with for when we do a good job on our, on our work. Um, instead of the reality is that rest and recreation are a foundational requirement for even doing good work in the first place. Um, so I'm just curious what your thoughts are on, on that whole idea of rest and recreation and actually taking care of yourself. Um, so I, I think exactly the same as you do. So I think that there should always be some sort of self-care or um, just kindness to yourself in every single day. But on top of that, everything that we do, everything that we're creating, everything that we're acting on should have some form of joy in it. Like it should be something that you love to do, that you yeah. want to because you know that it will put a smile on someone's face or support someone in some way. Or even if it is just to put a smile on your own face, but everything that we do and produce and create should have a little bit of joy in it, should have a little bit of love in it. Um, and I think that's how we support ourselves as well. If we're doing things that we don't love to do all the time, we're never going to enjoy what we do in our lives. And we're going to create more of a negative mindset and continue yeah. and build on that negative mindset. Whereas if we create and do things that we love, we'll create more of a positive outcome in this world so I think two things there should always be a form of self-love in every day even if it's just to sit down for five minutes with a cup of tea just give yourself that five minutes because you'll reward yourself so much more and produce so much more after you've given a little bit of love to yourself than you would if you're just rushing through your day yeah and you make sure you do something that you love I think that's key to life i do <laughs> yeah, absolutely and it could be anything from taking your dog for a walk to a wrestling match with your boys to you know so just something that's it it's legitimately not anything that's going to push your business forward it just makes you happy uh, yeah and there's such such a, such a key place for like as you said joy in your business and i talk a lot about uh um you have to, you have to know the monster you're building right because your business is a kind of little monster that you have going and you have to realize that like, if, if you're building a monster that you don't like, you're not going to want to care for it and feed it and do the work that's required. Right. So you yeah. need, to, <laughs> need to build, build a monster you enjoy being around. <laughs> yeah. Those little gremlins, they can either turn evil or good. It's up to you. <laughs> Absolutely. So you got to have a little joy and joy in what you're working on. So, yeah, so my next question for you then is about your common enemy, right? So every superhero has an arch nemesis. It's a thing that they constantly have to fight against in their world, right? In the world of business, um, it takes on many forms, but generally we talk about this in terms of your clients, right? The people that you are working with on a regular basis. And it's a mindset or it's a flaw that you're constantly having to fight to overcome, right? So that you can help your people get better, cheaper, faster, higher degree of results. And it's a thing that, you know, if you had your magic wand and every client that hired you, you could just bap them on the head and not have to deal with that anymore. What is yeah. your arch nemesis that you deal with with your clients? Um, it is the, I don't know how to word it, the comparison. Everybody feels like they need to look like everybody else or be doing what everybody else is doing. And I think that there is so much power in the individual and in being completely independent. There is so much power in just knowing that you are the right person in the right body with the right mind and have those capabilities. And so often 
people talk about, well, she's so much better at business or they've got such a, a better foundation than I have or they've got more money or they've got more time or their kids are more well-behaved and so on and so on. And com- keeping those comparisons going around in your head doesn't help you. What helps you is finding your superpower. What helps you is finding your your individualness and the fact that that part of you is special in this world and it's unique to you and utilizing that going forward as opposed to comparing yourself to what other people are doing or value in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. We have, we have a phrase over here in in the U S I'm not sure if they use the same thing over in the UK, but we say, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Um, and, And it's, it's the idea that you're comparing your life to someone else's. Um, and what's what the problem with that is generally what you see, in anyone else's life is what they put forward, right? You yeah. see, you see their outside and you're comparing their outside to your inside, um, yeah. which is, it's not a valuable comparison um, for, right. for any, any reason. Um, so you never, you never come out of comparing yourself with useful or actionable insights. So it's not, it's just not a useful exercise. Yeah. So you're basically basing your whole wants and needs on fake news, which is, doesn't help anybody. Yeah, it doesn't help you, doesn't help them. Um, and it, you know, when you start, when you realize that it also makes, it makes, it makes it easier to actually make decisions that are going to get you where you want to go. Um, yeah. Because you realize that, Hey, you know, it's, it's just up to me and it's up to figuring out what, what I'm good at, what my skills are or where my skills are lacking and I need to improve them. Right. It's, it's a. Uh, um, but also, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but also understanding that, there is so much power in in your uniqueness because nobody else is going to think like you. Nobody else is going to act like you. And that's magical. That's incredible. So I don't know like the way to say it, but that's what we need to utilize a hell of a lot more. So I have, I have a a metaphor I use for people to to describe that. Um, And I call it the uh, crocodile infested river. Um, And so, so the the crocodile infested river is, is the uh, it's, it's the problem that people are facing, right? And so you, for instance, are helping women come into their, come into their own and realize who they are, right? So they're, that's, that's the crocodile infested river that, that's going on. Um, and they have, they have a choice. They're on one side of the river and they're like, I'm over here and I want to get over there to the promised land, which is, you know, I know who I am and I know what I'm doing and I have a handle on my life and I know what my career is. And like, and I know my superpower, that's where they want to be. But between here and there is this river infested with crocodiles. And they're standing on the edge going, I want to get over there. And they could, they could take their own path. They could dive in. Um, and they could they could swim across and hopefully, you know, hopefully they don't get eaten by alligators on the way. Um, or they could work with someone like you who's like, you know what, I've got a boat and my boat, this might be your one-on-one coaching and I've got a boat and it's got all sorts of cool stuff on it, right? It's got crocodile disintegrating lasers on it. We've got a navigation system. <laughs> we got all this cool stuff in our boat. But the most yeah. important part of the boat is that it has you as the captain, right? You've been across this river before. You have perspective that they don't have. Um, and you have, you have the ability to take somebody like, Hey, I've been, I've been here. I've done that. I've got, I've got a unique perspective because you're the captain of that boat. And what you're doing is you're helping women, um, realize what their power is as a captain of their boat. Right. So they find their value. They find whatever their boat is so they can help other people, you know, cross their crocodile infested rivers and realize that they, you know, their uniqueness is, is coming in and being the captain of that boat to bring their perspective and their uniqueness to that solution. I like that analogy. 
That's cute. Yeah. That's my that's my little analogy for helping people understand where their uniqueness fits into, you know, their value. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> I might steal it. <laughs> You're welcome to steal it. The uh, I, I stole the basic concept of the crocodile infested river from someone else. So <laughs> welcome to pass it on. Uh, so the flip side then of your common enemy is your driving force. Right? And just like Spider-Man fights to save New York or Batman fights to save Gotham or, you know, Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information. I want to know what it is that you fight for in your business, your mission, so to speak. I think my mission is to, for people to realize that they have everything that they need within them, that you don't need to be a part of a community or a part of on a career path that is laid out for you that you get to choose your own life and do it your own way there's no cut off date there's no age limits there's no size limits it's it's entirely up to you and you get to choose how you want to live your life and i think there's so much freedom in understanding that all of those answers lie within you you already have them they're already there you just have to dig them out of you and yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's so true too, right? When you think about think about all the people and how you know what it what it actually takes to build something of magnificence, um, mm -hmm. and generally it's it's about ten years, right? You you hear things like the story of uh, you know KFC here in the United States, which is a chicken restaurant. You know that guy, the guy who built that, Colonel Sanders, built that when he was like sixty nine or seventy, right? And he yeah. turned it into a huge national powerhouse, right? There's no age limits. There's no there's nothing that's going to stop you from doing it other than yourself. Right. Uh, and you can build whatever you want and help people. And I think the, the most important part of that is just realizing that, hey, you know, coming to that decision that I have something I want to do for people <laughs> and then going out and doing it um, and not letting anything stop you from it. Yeah, so true. Exactly that. <laughs> awesome. So I want to talk then a little bit about um, some practical things. I call this the hero's tool belt. Um, and, you know, just like every superhero has a tool belt with awesome gadgets, you know, like batarangs or web slingers or laser eyes or, you know, big magical hammers that can call thunder down from the sky. Um, I want to talk about the top one or two tools you use in your business that you couldn't live without. Could be anything from your notepad to your marketing tools to your product delivery, um, anything that you think is essential to getting your job done on a daily basis. I think for me, one, I think the number one is, is your circle, your the people that you have around you, your community. I think that the entrepreneurial journey is tough, but it's so, it's made so much easier with people that are there to support you when you need support or are there to just listen to you or to take your mind completely off of your business. Either way that, there are always moments where you're just going to need somebody to rant to and having those people around you that are there who just love you and who want you to succeed and support you in any way is key because it's tough and life should be full of friends that are there to support you and to love you. Um, and then number two would be meditation. I, I, 100% believe that everybody should meditate even if it is just to create a bit of space for your brain for six minutes a day that is something that everybody needs I think it helps us tap into our subconscious it helps us relieve us of emotional turmoils it supports our growth and our memory and our minds and it's it's such a powerful tool that is underutilized I think yeah yeah so 
I am not one that has spent a lot of time meditating. So my curiosity for you then is what is your recommendation for those of us who are listening to if we wanted to get into meditating and like actually learn a little bit how to use it and how it might actually improve our business? Where, where would you recommend someone start with that? Number one, just call me, just ask me and I will take you through it. Number two, find yourself a free app. Um, so I... I used to use Insight Timer, which is a brilliant free app. And it's it's got so many different types of meditations, whether you want guided, whether you want music, whether you just want to hear about why it's good. It's such a brilliant starter app and it's totally free. Um, I would also recommend Deepak Chopra. I think his meditations have supported me be more me <laughs> in my life. Um, so much and I think his meditation I've listened to quite a few people's meditations and his meditations are always so good um so I would highly recommend him um also just go on YouTube it's it's not difficult to just type in meditation for anxiety meditation for anger meditation for focus like it's super super easy just understand why you need it and YouTube will be your friend <laughs> and give you what you want <laughs> so, so why why do you think do you, is that something you recommend to all of your clients as well as to start a, a practice of meditation yeah it just what's, six minutes what's just your minutes. what's your your sales pitch then for for meditation to get someone to actually want to do it we are constantly thinking right like we're constantly thinking of the next thing to do the next thing to do the next thing to do and we always feel like we don't have enough time and we don't really have a full grasp of our day because time just slips through us like whether we want it to or not and meditation allows you to just take a moment and really just hyper focus on you and that's when we really know what our next steps should be because once you clear all the fuzz once you clear all the mess all the fog what you get is what you truly want and continuously working on on that aspect of clearing all the things that you don't really need in your life and focusing on the things that you do need and do want to do will help you build on your purpose and help you build a life that you really want. So meditation is that very first moment of you just learning to clear all of the mess out of the way. So how does that tie back into our discussion of self-care we were having earlier? I think it's the most important. I think that allowing yourself and giving yourself permission and giving yourself time to focus on you is huge. Whether you think that self-care is just a thing that people do on Sundays or whether it's something that you believe that you should be doing every single day, giving yourself time to find out more about you and to rediscover why you're this emotion that day and, and then another emotion the next day, really listening to who you are and just sitting still allows you so much more space in your day. It really is such a great tool to use. Absolutely. So I know it's something that I've had on my my list of things to learn for for a number of years. I think 2021 may be my uh, maybe my year to actually get into meditation. Yeah, <laughs> um, so so I I need to I need to actually sit down and start start making that part of my daily practice. Maybe part of my uh, you know setting up my tasks for the day and taking some time to meditate and really figure out what what needs to be next. Yeah. And like, and you'll soon realize how helpful it is as well, because it doesn't take months and months. It is literally the next moment you're like, oh, actually, I do really want to get this done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's probably helpful for um, just grounding yourself in the middle of, you know, 
we're currently experiencing a lot of stuff globally and politically that is just not normal. Um, and yeah. just grounding yourself and realizing that, hey, you know, the sun is still rising, the flowers are still blooming, our world is still going on the way that it's going to go on. <laughs> and you still have to be in charge of your own personal economy and making the next steps and doing doing whatever is whatever you need to do to make your business and your life grow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that it is one of those things that you should do for you. It doesn't necessarily have to have like a whole meditation room on the floor with 10,000 candles. You can meditate whilst you go for a walk. You can meditate whilst you're cooking. It's not, you don't have to do it exactly the way that TV says it does. It any time that you can just take quiet time, just a moment for yourself. Though it would be cool if you had a room with 10,000 candles. <laughs> it would be a fire hazard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Speaking of heroic tools, I want to take a few minutes to tell you about a tool we built that powers the Hero Show and is now this show's primary sponsor. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro-celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. You're listening to The Hero Show, unlocking the power of influence and success. So I want to talk then a little bit about your own personal heroes, right? So every every hero has their mentors, right? Frodo had Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan Kenobi, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad, Spider-Man even had his uncle Ben. So who were some of your heroes? Were they real life mentors? Were they speakers, authors, maybe peers who are a couple of years ahead of you? And how important were they to what you've accomplished so far in your own journey? Um, I, I think it goes back to having a really supportive circle of friends to like when you have an idea and you think you're going a bit insane especially when you've got a job that so many people would want in the corporate world and you're on the outside winning when you change direction completely and go out on your own just having your circle of friends those people that you can bounce off of that are there to support you is super super important it doesn't matter who they are whether they're your parents or your friends or a mentor just having those people really really helps um i love my business coach currently she her name's claire mcpherson and she's phenomenal she is the one that taught me that my intuition was key to making my business my business do you know what i mean and yeah. i the way that she works with female entrepreneurs, the way that she works with me, um, 
I just absolutely love the space that she gives to people to just be themselves and build a business around them, not around all of the steps that other people say to do, like wake up at 5am, get this out, get this email sequence going. It's all about how you want to work your business and on what platform you want to work it on. And it's very much centered around your personal intuition and your personal voice. And then that's how you build your business from there. And I love that method. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's for me, like in the, the circle of friends and the people is like, it's always been key to have at least one person in your life that I call them your running partner, someone who every, you can bring everything you're doing to and they'll, you know, they can, they help you make it better or kick you in the ass. If you're, uh, um, if you're lying to yourself or not, you know, <laughs> not doing what you need to be doing, right. Having, having that one person is not afraid to be like, Hey, that's probably a bad idea and you probably shouldn't waste your time with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, that's, it's definitely, it's definitely important to have those people in your life. And it, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be a large group, right. Uh, no. You know, a, a really effective, you know, mastermind, if you want to call it that is, you know, it's two or three people that you can regularly talk to and bring your stuff to and tell them what your, your goals are and, you know, be accountable to. Yeah. And just to like tell, just to say, just to be supportive, like it's great to be able to have all of the voices going on in your head, but to get them out to other people is even better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I found too, is like, you know, once when, when you commit something to yourself, it's really easy to, to ignore it. Um, yeah. But when you tell someone else, um, it suddenly becomes like, Hey, I'm going to let this person down. <laughs> if I don't actually deliver. Um, So I've always found that really useful as well. That accountability piece is super important because I think we can have a never ending deadline if we just tell ourselves. Whereas if we give somebody else the information and to hold and to support, they're always going to be able to check in. And the next time you speak to them, they're going to be like, oh, so what happened to this? And it does keep you a little bit more accountable. Yeah, absolutely. So next thing I want to talk about then is your guiding principles, right? One of the things that makes heroes heroic um, is that they live by a code. For instance, Batman never kills his enemies. He only ever brings them to Arkham Asylum. So as we wrap up the interview, I'm going to talk about the top one, maybe two principles that you regularly use in your life. Maybe something you wish you had known when you first started out on your own hero's journey. Um, I think that you are always learning. I think that aspect of, oh, I already know that can happen so often and you can fall into that pit of assuming that you understand a every single concept out there, like everything happens for a reason. You can fall into understanding the words, but do you understand the meaning behind that lesson? Do you understand the meaning behind that concept? And I think as long as you're always learning and you're always trying to get a bit deeper, get a bit closer and get a bit more certain of what that means for you then you're always going to be winning you're always going to be growing you're always going to be achieving more and more of what you want out of your life so I think constantly learning and not just saying well I've done my degree that's it and constantly picking up new information and new ideas or thinking about things differently is is a really brilliant tool and I think everybody should understand that they're always learning and they always have a capability of doing more, especially as we get older. Because I think people have a certain cutoff point, right? I've achieved 
director title in this company I'm I'm good I'm done well no because you still got the rest of your life to live so there's still more in you that you can achieve you don't have there's no cut-off point in our life so I think just knowing that and appreciating all the information that comes to you as a lesson is super super important yeah yeah one of the uh things that one of my my early mentors said to me is that uh um a um a a ripened fruit starts to rot right so if you ever if you ever get to the point where you're like i'm done i'm ripe it's all over your only thing your your next step is to rot (laughs) um so it's it's the idea that you should always be striving to be better and be stronger and to you know increase your skill set and what's interesting is sometimes it doesn't have to even be in the line of your work right there's other things you could learn how to do you could pick up a new sport pick up a new art skill you know i you know i I learned to play the piano a couple of years back because i was like i just need to have something that was you know to your to your point earlier having some time to myself that wasn't business related so i was you know taking the time to sit down and learn the piano (laughs) um and that doesn't doesn't really impact my business in any way but it does sharpen that skill of learning how to learn and learning how to grow yourself um, and it's a it's a very impactful skill to have. Yeah, you say that though, but playing the piano and being in a, your creative mode does help you so much more in other pay- aspects of your life. It also gives your brain a rest as well because when you're using your create the creative side of your brain, you're also giving your like functional side of your brain a rest and a break. So it does help you in the long run as well. It is a useful tool to have a creative moment for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I have, uh, um, I have my, my favorite, uh, creative zone is, uh, I do videography and photography stuff with our travels. Um, it's not really business related. It's just, you know, keeping track of all the cool stuff that we're doing. And I like, I like sitting down and, um, and spending time doing that. And it's, it all goes right back into that. I, I used to, as a younger entrepreneur, feel like that was a waste of time to spend time doing things that were just fun or were just for me or just for my family um, and realize that how important those things are to actually being able to sit down and work um, when you've, you know, when you've rested, you know, it's, it's the whole, give yourself permission to play thing that we talked about earlier is, yeah. you know, it goes right back into, you know, I'm, I'm currently learning how to do cinematography um, and <laughs> how to do video editing and stuff like that, which again, uh, it probably will have some skills that directly translate into business, but at the same time, that's not really the point. Sometimes the point is just having the time to recreate, having the time to be creative um, and to always be learning. Yeah, absolutely. That's key. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just out of curiosity, what are some of, what are some of your creative hobbies that you, uh, you put, put some of your effort into? I love, so I'm, I love going on long walks. So I live in the country and there are so many beautiful walks around me. I love being able to go anywhere. And I feel like my surroundings are always changing with the season. So it's always nice and it's always new. So it's always beautiful in a way. Um, I also read a lot. So I don't necessarily always read personal development books or business books. Sometimes I'll just read something that's fancy or or completely different genre and I think that helps my brain just turn a little bit switch off a little bit um I'm also really into like 
podcasts about true crime <laughs> so I feel like that part is super super helpful for me because it means that I get to just think about something completely different and not focus on business at all and I think that helps yeah 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 so one of the things that um, I found find really interesting is uh, is how common it is in the um, the uh, entrepreneurial world to feel badly about reading nonfiction. Yeah. Right. Or re- so like reading, reading yeah. fiction instead of nonfiction, right? We always like, oh, if I have time to read, I should be reading a self-help book or a leadership book or improvement or marketing or something like that. And to sit down and read, you know, just for whatever, you know, something like uh, a Harry Potter or uh, Orson Scott Card, something like that. You're like, that's a waste of time. Um, and I know I've struggled that with myself. Um, and one of the things that uh, I found really interesting is I read a book um, I, it, a long time ago. It was called uh, The Ant and the Elephant by Vince Pinscotti. And he was talking about how powerful your subconscious is. Um, and the, ant and the, 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 the metaphor is that the ant is your conscience and it drives your subconscious, which is the elephant, right? So the, the ant is actually driving the elephant. Um, yeah. And he goes through a whole bunch of things in there. But one of the things that really fascinated me was that your, your subconscious is incapable of making a distinction between reality and fiction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so when you are actually reading a fiction story, you are running those scenarios and those those experiences through your mind. And you can learn a lot from those, learn from the people and the decisions, whether they turn out good or bad and other things. And I think there's actually, there's a lot of benefit to the life skills you learn from reading, not or reading fiction. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that. I think that's, that's brilliant as well. But yeah, I do. I do love that piece of you can dream up anything. So literally anything is possible. Yeah, absolutely. So that's basically a wrap on our interview, but I do have one thing I do at the end of all of my interviews. I call it the hero's challenge. Um, And I do this as a sort of selfish way to get access to stories I might not otherwise be able to find on my own because we're always looking for more new, interesting stories we can tell here on the hero show. Um, So my question is simple. Do you have someone in your life or in your network that you think has a cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine. And why do you think they should come share their story with us on this show? First person that comes to mind for you. Oh, I definitely think it's Claire, my current mentor, because I think her story of having a really successful business, um, she started in New Zealand and having a really successful business over there and then moving it over to the UK and moving her business online many years ago before... (laughs) before the pandemic and everyone was doing it (laughs) yeah and and doing it the long way around and all of her falls and successes are fascinating to me um so I definitely definitely recommend her she's brilliant awesome so we'll reach out after the show and see if we can get an invitation out to Claire to get her on the show um but in uh, in comic books there's always the crowd of people at the end who are cheering on the acts of heroism of you know of the of the uh, the the heroes um so as we close our analogous to that is i want to find out where people can find you in the future where can they light up the bat signal so to speak and say hey you know what i would really love to um, have your your help in my life um and i think more importantly than where they can go is who are the right types of people to reach out and say hey you know what i could really use your help um and so with that where, where can people uh, find you so um people that need to reach out are people who feel like they there have there is more to life than what they currently have to 
that people that think that there is a missing piece or that they need to work on their mindset, whether it's confidence or clarity. Um, I, I literally just finished creating a procrastination guide. So if you are a procrastinator, definitely reach out to me immediately. Um, and you, I am the coachable you um, on Facebook and on Instagram. And my website is www.thecoachableyou.com. Awesome. Sounds good. And I love, I love that the, uh, the call to action is if you're a procrastinator, reach out to me immediately. <laughs> it's, it's ironic. Um, so thecoachableyou.com, if you are in that space, definitely takes time to reach out. Obviously you have a lot of good things to help people with. Um, and I guess before, um, before we, uh, we hit the stop record button, do you have any uh, final words of wisdom for our audience? Um, just breathe. No matter what you're going through, just breathe, take a moment for you. It will all work out in the end. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. <laughs>